everyone, and welcome to a gem of a secret podcast. My name is Donatella My Secrets. And my name is Coco Gem Holiday. How are you doing tonight, Coco? Um, I'm doing real good because I love me a good bonus episode. Yes, I do too. So excited to talk about season uh, 13, 13, episode two of Drag Race. Yes, yes, on this uh, rainy Portland day. Such a rainy Portland day. I love these rainy Portland days. I did. You're just like lost in thought. I'm just like, okay, girl. <laughs> well, I'm just like, like meditative and looking out the window in our in our new uh, and improved podcast studio. And uh, you know, I'm just thankful for all the blessings. You know, I'm bathed in his blood. <laughs> <laughs> bathed in his blood. Um, no, and um, shout out to Katya there. <laughs> Gosh, episode two. Let's let's start off with like what happened. Um, at the beginning of the episode, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, this voting. Yeah, this voting thing. I think, the funny, I want to spend some time here. I think it was really iconic because you have complete strangers. Um, and I know, oh my gosh, we should have done this. Do you know who you would have voted for? Uh, Joey J. <laughs> I know you would have. Um, so um, I think uh, for me, I would have voted for whoever I thought was the biggest competition based on outfit because remember they didn't see each other perform at least we don't think that they did yeah um, sitting in that room they're just like waiting in that space and they probably got to see the performances but let's go with they didn't get to see the performances that's not how these queens went though because they went with who they thought had kind of the most like to them more like basic outfit at least that's what the consensus kind of seemed based on their decision yeah, and I actually, I don't, I want to say that... These producers are messy, by the way. This yeah. is all so messy. This, like, this is how we start the season. I know, it does seem a little <laughs> messy like, and not COVID safe at all. And turn you against each other. <laughs> <laughs> completely. I, but it's good TV, though. It is, it is. It's really and good And it's TV. going to make even better TV later on, because now you're going to have these two competing teams of, like, the girls who lost the lip syncs against these girls who think they're superior... That's already like this is a this feels like some sort of like experiment. Like it feels I like know. a like a psychology experiment. And like so so what happened, listeners, is that the entertainers decided to they they're like, we don't know each other. How are we gonna put each other off? And yeah. so they went on based on outfit. And I think that I the thing is I would have voted for Elliot with two T's as well. Yeah. Because I thought that their look was so chic. Um, for mm. me, I loved the look. I thought it was super great. And w- this isn't necessarily a look podcast, obviously, because it's not a visual. Yeah. But I, for me personally, I would have voted off because I thought Elliot just had such a great style. Yeah. See, I don't. I think that a lot of people think that just because queens wear separates, that it's like I don't know that it's like a less superior look. And I, I liked Elliot's look too. I, I kind of liked the separates. The only problem I really had, I don't. Uh, I don't, I don't know if I really had that many problems with it, other than maybe the hair. I mean, but... like, even the hair kind of, like, we talked about this last yeah. bonus episode. Go back to listen to that, listeners. Uh, but, no, I did. I actually, out of all the hair that was garbage on the first yeah. episode, I actually really liked Elliot's package. I liked the yeah. package together. So, what ends up happening is the queens all go to vote, and the people who ended up in the bottom of, of the eliminated, or so the pork chopped group, yeah, uh, was Utica Queen and Elliot with two T's. Yes, yeah. And <laughs> the funny thing is, like, that seems so messed up to put Utica in the bottom because I saw that promo look and I was like, "Good heavens!" Do you think it was? Um... I, honestly, I I think maybe it was she was a little disheveled looking after her lip sync, and and maybe I I think that I mean if 
I would be kind of particular about that. I mean, we're on Drag Race. Like, I would too. Well, well, here's the thing. Even that's... if we're in the loading dock, or someone should have told her at least. I don't know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like... Well, I, I just think it's like okay. So the strawberry was a little ridiculous. So Utica had a strawberry in her hair, and then lots of different uh, mismatched patterns, and it was like this kind of pantsuity thing. Yeah. And so. Of course, they're all just getting done lip sync, and so she looks a little disheveled. So I guess I can agree with Donna on that point. Yeah. Like, if you're walking into this room after trying to dance your heart out to stay in the Olympics of drag, so it, yeah, so yeah. that kind of fits. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just, I would have probably gone with LA with two T's or Utica specifically because I see Utica as somebody who's probably a really great competitor. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not the all stars girl who's like, oh, let me, I want to win against the best. I'm like, no, not for me. They're honestly both like the thing is they're not bad entertainers. They're both really solid competition. I mean, mm-hmm. especially based off of what we see in Elliot with two T's in this episode, which we'll right. get into. But uh yeah, both both pretty solid competitors and it ends up that uh you know, so they're the two queens that are tied, and it ends up being, we learn later on, a unanimous decision to vote out Elliot with two T's. And I think that that is so messed up. <laughs> it <laughs> it really just is. like, wow. It like, really I would have is. been devastated. Yeah. Just devastated. And so then the next scene is like the episode starts pretty much. Um, yeah. And then you see the winners. Yeah, uh, the, the first... winners they're kind of celebrating is like the what, five or six, five, I think it's five mm-hmm. that are that are in there just kind of like celebrating. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, they're happy because they feel on top of it because they didn't have to go into a pork chop loading dock and vote someone off. <laughs> I know. So they're all excited and uh, it gets announced that someone will be joining them. Once RuPaul enters, and we find out that that person is Elliot with two T's. Yep. And so this whole thing about somebody not getting to show anything about themselves uh-huh. um, is like not true. And then like it's, I was, I was actually kind of disappointed. I think it's good TV, but I was yeah. disappointed. I was like, oh gosh, that was a lot of a wasted episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But when you think about it, so listeners, as drag artists, who and especially as people get on Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Uh, people get booked based off of their lip syncs. And so having everybody lip sync in the first episode is actually probably going to help all of these entertainers more so than it will hinder them. Definitely. Um, so this was kind of a good move for after Drag Race. Yeah. Because you got to see all of these people just killing it. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, so it wasn't a waste of an episode in the sense of after Drag Race, but in the sense of a viewer who might not even go to drag shows, they'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For mm. sure. They they enter and then they're uh, told, instead of doing the, so it's typically a spring and fall uh, runway mini challenge, because we've seen this done, the first time it was done, it was in season seven. Yeah. Um, And then they did it again. I, I can't remember. Maybe it was last season or the season before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was last season. Yeah. Uh, they did it again as a mini challenge. And mm-hmm. this time they changed it to uh, day and nighttime looks, which I like. I think right. that's cool. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like uh, we've seen enough fall and spring fashion. It's cool to change yes. it up. Um there were some interesting looks in in this batch in in this mini challenge. Who were some people that you thought kind of 
fell to the bottom look-wise and uh, rose to the occasion. So Candy Muse, and remember listeners, I know that you can't, you should obviously definitely Google or see what they look like. And maybe we'll yeah. put the looks on our website or at least link a video. Yeah. But the, because obviously this is a very look-heavy episode that we're it trying is. to describe. Uh, the one I didn't really appreciate was uh, Candy Muse across the board. Um, <laughs> just across the board. Agreed. I, I, I okay, so here is something that I can easily Agreed. describe. Um, Candy Muse's nighttime look uh, was like a little like kind of devil thing. Mm-hmm. And Great there was from the front, right? I kind of yeah, liked so, it. Kind of cool from the front. Kind of yeah. cool. Little shoulder pad number with horns. And but when she turned around, there was a hole in the back of her outfit that showed all black. And you yeah. were like, "What the hell?" And yeah. and later in the episode or in Untucked, they were like, "What was that?" And she's like, "It was supposed to have a tail." Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like there could be like a somewhat easy fix for that by wearing a red undergarment. Yes. Or like or you know like some there's a way to fix that. Yeah, because w- you're on drag race. Did mm-hmm. you think that like maybe the tail didn't get in the bag or she couldn't ship or whatever happened but yeah. like there are they have they still have the wall of fabric in the um in the workroom. She mm-hmm. could have just even if she can't sew stapled that thing or yeah. something like that. And yeah. I know and, like, I don't want to be that girl who's, like, trying to critique down to the last nth. But, like, my costume would be as good as possible by the time I hit that runway for the world to see and to be in front of all of those judges. Yeah, and we saw a lot of, like, I mean, some unpolished edges for sure, I think, in, in this mini challenge. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely saw some of that. Um, yeah, but, so- yeah, I'd have to agree that she kind of fell to the bottom for me as well. Well, um, and I just didn't even understand the freaking daytime look. I just, I don't. Like, I don't no. even understand what was going the, on. It seemed more nighttime to me. I, <laughs> that should have been a nighttime look. It should, I, I yeah. I, I, I don't think it belonged in either category, to be <laughs> honest. Like, uh, it, it kind of gave me, like, devil brothel woman like yeah like medieval brothel like yeah but what does that have to do with the sun in the air or the moon in the sky (laughs) you're like yeah this is what it looked like i'm like how does that fit unless it's like woman of the night kind of thing like a lady of the night but it was a daytime but it was a daytime look yeah so that yeah we can't even make excuses yeah it didn't fit for anything that was my fantasy and i i don't mean to rag on any of them for like the off chance that they actually listen to our podcast but good heavens that was that was a miss step (laughs) now who did you like (laughs) (laughs) not candy music (laughs) um actually um got mick was actually really good yes yes Uh, they're really talented i i loved they loved the nighttime look by got mick it Mm -hmm. was a black number that showed a boy chest Mm -hmm. um with like a, a pasty kind of thing but it was just elegant too yeah and the way that she walks is just i i like Fantastic! I really love the daytime look too. I thought it was nice to see the change up of makeup because, yeah. you know, he was talking about how when he does the character mm-hmm. that he normally paints on um, uh, like an all white face and it was oh, nice yeah. to see the, the change ups. To, well, and that, yeah. but it was, but I see this is why it was like almost like polar opposite with Candy Muse because the daytime look for Got Mick actually had a rainbow on the dress. Yes. Like, it was very like sunshine after a, like a rainy day and be, like it, you didn't confuse of what was happening. <laughs> you did not. It was very literal. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite literally a daytime look. <laughs> <laughs> quite literally a daytime look. But I like that for Drag yeah. Race sometimes. I'm like, 
I still always go back to. But I mean, so was his nighttime look. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was it a was nighttime. Also, it was a long gown. Yeah, it was. A, it, it was, was very black. literal. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, well, because it takes me back to because I think she won this challenge. Um, which I'd la- I'd rather it be literal than fucking confusing. <laughs> yeah. Well, also T. Also with whatever Candy Muse did. Yeah. So in the season that they did like a over the rainbow kind of like challenge or whatever, it was Sasha Valore season, mm-hmm. and she wore a red pin. I talk about this all the time because I was just so floored by. Like, with the judges, what they said. Because she was, yeah. had a little house on her head, like, a little pencil skirt and, like, a sweater or whatever. And mm-hmm. then and she, like, pretty much won the challenge because she took... She didn't go so literal, but you could still see what she was doing. Yeah. And that's... Yeah. And that... That can work. I loved that look, actually. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it was simple. It was. It was very simple. I was a big fan of Olivia Lux this episode. I I really liked her looks. I liked the yes. whole I hold the whole like nineteen sixties ostrich feather like uh uh, lavender for the daytime kind of, look. Yeah, for the daytime di- look, and she had like the lilac colored glasses that were kind of diamond shaped. Yeah, because really cool. I could see that at the beginning part of one of those older movies mm-hmm. where she's like walking down the street to go like meet her friend at a coffee shop or something. For sure. Like, and I, it did. I could see that, and I would not see that look at nighttime because the colors were too screamy. Yeah, like, yeah. It was a very daytime look. Like, it was. like so exactly in that capacity. It also, I think, could have worked in the spring category if they would have done spring and fall fashion too. <laughs> <laughs> um, loved her, loved her nighttime look too. It was fierce. It was the oh the that sh- fitted um, the fitted like it was like kind of purple. a reddish or purpley reddish brownish type of like yeah. It, it was, was like hugging her body. Yeah, and yeah. she does the small purses. Yeah, which I'm living for. <laughs> love because I seriously, I'll I'll see if I can post all the pictures on the website listener yeah. so you can get a visual. But it was absolutely fantastic, and her hair is just always great. How did you feel about Simone? So Simone, I'm not in love with. <laughs> I so it I, was the nighttime look specifically that you didn't like about Simone. No, and so here's the thing: I loved her daytime look, the blazer with the cape. Oh and yes, the, and that, the Baps hair. yeah, that mm-hmm. was cool. Yeah. That was really cool. Like this. Yeah. By the way, I always listeners. I love a drag queen in pants. Like if you wear pants, I'm gonna tip you all the money I've known. Um, yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, Simone's nighttime look, the reason I didn't like it is number one, I feel like Simone is getting by without styled hair. And this is not like a drag show where you're about to make $5 and no booking. Like yeah. you're on drag race. Like I want to see hair that's going to break your bank. Yeah. Honestly, like at this point, they've kind of set that expectation. And so with Simone's look, um, I thought the hair was a little bit messy, but what I really didn't like about the outfit is like, it's like she's like trying to rock down the runway after just getting off the plantation. Like, I don't understand what was happening here. And oh it was my God. so not fitted well. Oh my God. Donna <laughs> lives in Portland, so she can't comment on that. I cannot. My uh, white guilt. <laughs> Yeah, no, wow. Um, <laughs> I don't know, wow. I did not like it when I fir- when it first stomped on the runway. Mm-hmm. And then um, the, more sh- the more I got to like kind of look at the look, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I grew to enjoy it because I kind of got the references that she was talking about. Uh, she was talking about kind of the Matrix and like that party scene. Um, very like early 2000s type of like club wear. And um, I, yeah, so it, I kind of saw like the asymmetry of it too. And I, I kind of liked the way that it worked out. Yeah, I, I, I can see what was attempted. The execution was probably even fine, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, it, I don't understand. I, I don't like, 
here's the thing with me when it comes to drag i don't necessarily like stuff that's like miss like i can do like asymmetrical and stuff like that but i it needs to be done well and it needs to feel intentional and for me it just didn't feel in i know oh gosh i didn't love it <laughs> yeah 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 i mean to each their own um yeah i uh, uh so la la Ree is who i really want to talk about because and i told donna i was like i'm not going to tell you how i feel about this until the podcast okay, okay and what are your thoughts i did so the first the first look she did was with the braids right yes so love the braids i love i think they're beautiful gorgeous yes. and she knows how to model braids and you know me i'm a i'm a black queen who loves a girl on an afro braids dreads anything i'm about that life what i'm not about though that dress that very, very simple dress that she was wearing mm. was not the tea for me for Drag mm-hmm. Race. I feel like they, I don't even understand. Like, when you put that dress in your bag for Drag Race, mm. I'd have been like, yeah, this is totally going to win me something. Like, mm. what? Mm-hmm. What? I was like, no, no. And, and it's not even the tripping on the dress or what, because the heels were fine. She modeled it beautifully and she looked gorgeous. Just, daytime no no, for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it didn't scream daytime for me i didn't really yeah didn't get it um (laughs) her nighttime look looked like a lot of things i see a lot of queens wearing lalari's fashion is not impressing impressing me so far um i get now that her look that she did her lip sync with and her entrance with was uh actually a beyonce reference and i saw the look that beyonce did and Mm -hmm. um it it just wasn't executed nicely as like a, it was, it was very right. cheaply executed mm. as like a mimic of what Beyonce wore. And of course, like we don't expect people to pull off what these big name designers are wearing. But like, I feel like if you're going to reference a look, you should try to do it better, yeah, <laughs> you know, no, I, or make I, it, I agree. Or I, make it exactly like it. Not, um, <laughs> yeah. So it's, I don't know. I'm not super impressed with her fashion just yet. I, I liked her. Either. I liked her runway look this episode, but yeah. Um, I can't remember what Lala Ree did for the nighttime look all of a sudden. It was, it had the mesh shoulders. Oh, you, you kind of oh, I did. It. I liked it. I, yeah. cause I like mesh. I like mesh on drag artists. I think it's because I have this love hate relationship with mesh and drag queens. Yeah. Uh, because, um, normally you'll see when drag queens first start, they go to like a sex store and they'll get like a mesh bodysuit or whatever. And I never really had the ability to wear those. Yeah. And then like, I finally found my first one like a year and a half ago. Cause I just really loved that simplistic style of just a mesh suit. Yeah. So I think that's why I liked it so much and it fit well, I feel. And it did feel nighttime to me. Yeah. Mesh is nighttime to me. Yeah. In a way. Uh, so Tina Burner. Oh yeah. I forgot about her. <laughs> <laughs> oh darn oh let's talk about scandal though real quick if you if you didn't see this so everybody keeps saying that uh tina birder they're she's giving real big sherry pie vibes is what people keep oh, saying that's unfortunate and she said she said y'all that's not a fun or interesting way to no. talk about me she's like there are very real victims to what happened with sherry pie yeah and she's like She's like, I know that like we wear big costumes and blah blah blah, and we mm-hmm. have a similar build, but like that's not fun and it's not cute and that's not cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember. Yeah, that's not cool at all. Um, and I, yeah, I agree with that. We need to stop comparing campy New York queens to her. Yeah, and, absolutely. And just let's just like forget about her. Yeah. Um. So her um her night and days. Um. 
they were they were good to me. It's still the orange and yellow theme, which I like. Those colors just clash. Thankfully, she didn't do it for her <laughs> runway. She did do it for her performance look, but like yeah. those colors. I mean, it just so those colors psychologically, uh, those colors actually elicit uh, hunger in people. That's the reason why McDonald's, Burger King, all those fast food places, Arby's use those colors. So. Mm. Yeah, I do get hungry when I see my <laughs> Yeah. That's, so that's it's a little tea. it's a little weird like it's a weird color combination to like wear. It, like it really like is. I want to make people hungry. I want to make people hungry. But also hungry. also like funny because she's a campy queen. Yeah, so. she's very campy and I think that she's absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. and I actually I see Tina Burner going far. Yeah. Mainly because like she has this like I call it like the Mayhem Miller syndrome a little bit in the sense yeah. of like the kindness. Um, and kind of fun and just like yeah. easy to get along with, but also not afraid to like call shit out when she yes, sees it at absolutely. all. She seems very, very that you know. <laughs> yeah, very, very that. Very that. Um, yeah, no, I think she's cool. We the only person we forgot is Elliot with two T's. We didn't talk about. Oh yeah, Elliot with two T's. Her daytime look fulfilled the assignment, and her nighttime look did that and more. Um, I thought her daytime look like was good, cute. It reminded me of Scarlet Envy's look that Scarlet constructed oh. um, on the first episode of her season when they all had to make their looks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, liked it. I liked the whole package. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah, I, Elliot um, definitely fulfilled the assignment and and more. And yeah, I liked her this episode. So for the runways, um, which I know it's like, once again, let's actually, no, let's talk about the performance because um, that's not as visual per se. Well, um, yeah. So they have to start choreographing the entire thing themselves. So instead of having a choreographer, like they typically do, Mm -hmm. um, they have to come up with that. How did you feel about what they came up with? Um, I thought it was dreadful. Oh God. Now, I know that it sounds like me and Don are just, well, especially me, just dogging on all these people because I'm not on that stage. But the yeah. fact is, like, I would want, I, w- I would have probably said to each of the entertainers while we were on stage, I'd be like, hey, like, I know, like, we're in the first season, uh, you know, like, the first couple rounds of, like, this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they're not expecting it to be talented. We don't have a choreographer. Like, we're coming up with it ourselves. I was like, but if we just spend a little extra time, like, we can, like, if we really hit these moves out, like, we could make it super cute. I don't want it to, I don't want to, I basically would have said, I was like, I don't want to embarrass myself on TV. Yeah. I think is what I would have gone. Be like, so if we want to do it, let's do it. But I want it to be cute. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, I, so you kind of agreed with like what Lala Ree was saying when she was like, this is kind of whack. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, well, no. And like me and Donna just recently watched it right before we started filming. And it yeah. was um, the girls in the background. I'm really big. And Donna can tell you this. Like when I choreograph numbers, mm-hmm. I want the girls in the back to be doing something. Something. The yeah. whole time. Yeah. And I know it can get overwhelming. You're like, I'm not even lip syncing this part. And I have all these dance steps. Yeah. But the other girls in the back were just like clapping or a little hand move or a pose. Yeah. And I'm just like, And nah. even the choreography together, like I, didn't really understand how when it came to the main challenge candy was messing it up yeah while they're choreographing um we learn that elliot has a dance background and doesn't step up to choreograph the routine yeah which was odd was it odd or was it smart Um, like to not show all your cards right away i think um you well actually yeah maybe donna's right because you don't get extra points if you choreograph the routine 
Yeah. Like, Rue's not like, oh, yeah, she gets to stay. And, I mean, I know Rue makes a lot of choices and about who stays and who goes. But the one thing it would have been smart about is, like, people stay when they make good TV. Yeah. So if yeah. Elliot was like, yes, I'm a kick-ass dancer and, like, blah, 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 maybe. Yeah. But also, yeah. I, so I don't know. I it, I don't know. How do you feel about it? I, I think it was kind of smart, maybe, to not show it right away. I mean, Tina kind of called it out when she started, like, giving suggestions, though. She was like, oh, so now you're a dancer. <laughs> because, oh, dang. Yeah. So that was, I mean, I think that was one thing. But I don't, I mean, I think it's kind of smart to maybe not show all your cards right away. Mm-hmm. And um, I think she did show them, though, during the performance when she was doing the split. And, and oh. kill it. like, she was the one that was killing the, like, even oh. the background choreography, like, so enthusiastic about it. Yeah, she did, uh, like... <laughs> I remember I was rewatching and I was like, dang, like, cause yeah. I was just really excited about what she was serving it. Cause it was yeah. really great. Yeah. Um, but- um oh, uh, I, I think we definitely should talk about, uh, when Gottmik kind of had that moment of experiencing dysphoria about hearing himself sing Gottmik. Was oh, more, right. Know. So the best way that I like to think of dysphoria is I actually think of it as the opposite of euphoria. Um, knowing that, like, especially when it comes to gender identity, mm-hmm. uh, euphoria is like when you're called the correct pronouns, you feel in your skin. When yeah. you, um, when, like, somebody passes you the check out of some toxic masculinity and you're like, oh, I must be presenting well. Like, yeah. you get the sense of euphoria because society is accepting you how you see yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but dysphoria can come from outside factors or internal factors to where when you hear your voice, um, mm-hmm. and then you think you sound too feminine. You experience dysphoria because you are, that's not how you see yourself. How you sound is not how you see yourself in your brain. Yeah. And so that's kind of what happened to Got Mick. And dysphoria is a huge thing with the trans community. Definitely. Because other people can push them into, uh, into dysphoria. But I've even heard simple examples of like, I couldn't get my hair right this morning. It didn't look feminine enough. Yeah. And I experienced dysphoria all day long to the point I couldn't even leave the house. Yeah. So it's just, um, having something that triggers you to not being able to see yourself how you view yourself. Yeah, definitely. And um, it was kind of, I think, a cool teaching moment that they had while they were getting ready for the challenge when uh, Olivia and Gottmik got to have that conversation about pronouns, too. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, th- I really liked that. Well, actually, the funny thing is I live in Portland now, so I did not like how they handled that conversation, but I liked that the conversation happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how would you, what do you mean by that? Well, because I feel like, because um, it was more like education through communication versus like education through knowing, because they're not supposed to technically, you know, talk to cameras or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that would have been a really great moment to, um, I don't know, like, because uh, in Portland, it's a really huge thing about entertainer pronouns. Yeah. Um, and there's been different examples on both sides. Some trans male drag queen entertainers say, oh, I like she, her all the time because that's how gay men react to each other. Yeah. You know, um, that's that makes me feel more accepted. And then in the same vein, you'll get that same trans person being like, or sorry, a different trans person being like, uh, actually, I do want he, him out of drag and I want she, her in drag. Yeah. Um, and if you call me she, her out of it, it's going to cause me a lot of dysphoria. Yeah. And which in both are acceptable because all trans experiences are different. Yeah. But um I think that that, and I think they did touch on that, like all experiences are different kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. So. Definitely. Yeah. No, I, I thought, um, it was, it was, uh, neat how it came up in conversation. Um, yeah. 
uh, and just being able to experience that because those are conversations that that need to happen because there's a lot of people that you know don't really understand and um, having those educational moments are you know it's good to show that those happen because they do you know it's it's part of life yeah and even how uh, RuPaul changed it to racers yeah start your engines and made the best track queen, queen win. win yeah and I appreciate that because it also if they keep doing that it'll respect. When there is an entertainer who is critical about them being a they them in drag, yeah, because um, that will fit with that. Like racers start your engines, that'll help with that as well as we yeah. move forward. Still excluding drag kings, but you know, um, yes, but hopefully it would change. <laughs> the racers part is what I really like. I like that. Yeah, um, yeah. So hopefully that will include them at some time. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, what else about the performance? Did um. You feel? Oh, poor Candy. This just was not her episode. And that's the sad thing. I mean, it's exactly how Ross Matthews um, addressed basically Candy having a bad episode. He was like, but can I keep her? You know, can we keep her? Because I, she is very lovable. Um, I, I don't think that she comes off as like the annoying loud, like how they edited um, Silky during her season, which, you know, was problematic. It was very problematic. And um, I think Candy, Candy is trying um, her best, <laughs> and this just was not a great episode for her. Uh, she stumbled with the choreography, and also just um, you couldn't really understand a lot of her, her rap or her verse in the song. Right, right. Well, and and the thing is that I. Th- I, I as drag artists, mm-hmm. sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. Actually, it's what everything Ross said. Yeah. I think it was Ross. Or no, it was one of the other judges who was like, when you mess up and you're in the front, like, they have to follow you. Yeah. You you do it and you do it however you want to do it. And they're just going to look like they didn't do it right. Yeah. And I agree with that. When you're in the front, like, there are plenty of times when I've been in a girl group number where my part was in the front for a minute and I messed up so bad. Yeah. Um, but I just keep going with it because you have to. Yeah. But I know there's cameras. This is a bigger stage. So it's understandable. Yeah, for sure. For and they sure. don't get a lot of sleep from what I understand. Yeah. 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 I Yeah, that would be hard yeah. under all that pressure. Gosh, I don't know how I could do it. Um, so let's talk about, so the final part of the episode is obviously the runways. Yeah. Which um, we're not going to necessarily go into... Obviously, that is incredibly visual. Um, yeah. So we can't visual. really, really explain express that um per se but we can just talk about who are your favorites i guess yeah i liked got mixed the most i think um she looked like a dragon going down that oh yeah with all the like gold lame kind of flowing Mm -hmm. behind and that's the thing i like about lame is that it has that flowy property to it Mm -hmm. plus like the reflective and it just looked really cool to me yeah i like got mixed and i liked tina burners actually yeah i, I liked, like a head to toe look. i liked that tina burner one that's completely monochromatic yeah, yeah i i like and very chrome too because <laughs> tina burner was the tin <laughs> very, very very chrome um yeah no i i think it was nice to see tina burner in something other than the uh hunger inducing yellow and red <laughs> well and also yellow and red i mean like it works at mcdonald's i don't like seeing it everywhere yeah <laughs> yeah it's very it just reminds me of ronald mcdonald when it's oh gosh yeah. it's such t yeah um so who did you not like on the runway oh um 
see, I really loved a, I loved a lot of this runway. Um, the ones that kind of fell short for me. See, I, I, even though I said earlier that Lala Ray's looks have been falling short, I really loved this look. It was very classic golden mm-hmm. drag, and and she looked stunning in it. So I have to give her props there. But my least favorite, I would have to say, would be between Elliot with two T's and Candy Muse. Okay. I um, I and I didn't dislike Elliot with two T's because um. It was like poorly constructed. It was just like you fulfilled the assignment, and that's you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I, I I kind of agree with that. There wasn't really any on the runway that I was just like, uh, yeah. Like, why is this person even standing on this stage? Like, there yeah. wasn't a lot of that. And I like those kind of episodes as mm-hmm. well. Um. So let's merge into obviously the lip sync, the final lip sync. Yeah. Um. So it was between Olivia Lux and Simone. I yes. I didn't fully understand why. Um. I guess I didn't fully understand why Simone was in the top for the performance because I thought that, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought Lala Re performed that. really well, and I thought Elliot with two T's performed really well. But I thought Simone's part, yes, it had charisma and mm-hmm. it had that full Simone, but um, it was kind of short, and I didn't, I, it didn't stand out to me. Definitely not as much as Olivia's. Yeah, part. Olivia's part was great, and also here's yeah. the thing about Olivia: that smile can. Oh my goodness, it's oh so great. Gosh. It's so beautiful. And I fall in stunning. love with her every time she smiles. Like in her confessionals, when mm. she's in drag, I'm just like, she is like, she has got that it factor for me. Right. And she's shown that. And, and, and when all the girls basically were asked, like while they were getting ready, who they thought um, was their biggest competition, no one brought her up. And yeah. it's because she is a newcomer, but she's a newcomer that knows, she's a newcomer with some talent. Like a right. newcomer with some talent, like I've like I've never seen before. Very true, ingenue, is um, yeah, yeah. There you go. And um, so I did not. This is actually I forgot to mention this. So was there just a sale on like long braided hair? I just feel like <laughs> I feel like even Trina Burner and <laughs> Trina her Burner nighttime and look, <laughs> and even in the first episode, there was somebody uh, Denali. Denali was just. A, I was like, was there a long braided hair sale? Did I miss out? Like, dang, right. can I go back in time and get mine? Right? Jeez, the long braided hair. Gosh, and it's all the same hair with different colors. I mean, it is. <laughs> yeah. No. So yeah, Simone wore her long braided hair and her boxer uniform. Um, the lip sync itself. I mean, it was very hard for Olivia to fully perform mm-hmm. a fast song in a in a very classic looking uh like old hollywood oh yeah style and the gown. heels looked gosh i was like my stiletto yeah Good lord yeah um yeah and i did i did feel bad for olivia because here's the other thing that happened so the second the song started she almost lost both of her earrings and she was wearing pageant earrings yeah and they fell off and then as she moved more uh, her dress was kind of getting in her way. And then the other thing that was happening, because it's styled hair, pageant styled mm-hmm. hair, that is like built for a runway, um, it uh, started coming apart. Yeah. And this sucks because she's in the top, technically. Yeah. And like by the end of it, she looks disheveled as hell. Yeah. Like, which yeah, is I unfair. Know. She looked like she went through it. <laughs> like, what is she supposed to do with that? And an evening gown was. And meanwhile, you know. like Simone is like, all just like pretty skipping around in her like little, like, I mean, granted she was already supposed to look like she went through like a round of boxing, but yeah, you know, like yeah. she still looked, she, she was like very just like, you know, put together, skipping around in her little long braids. You know what I would have liked about, even though she was in the top, um, 
What I would like about Simone's look more mm-hmm. is if, like, she would have blacked out a few teeth and then actually oh, yeah. painted her face like she was just like in a, a fight. bruise or something. Yeah, yeah, I thought that would have been. She actually did really have cool. the the gash wound on her on her yeah. head with the bandage, but yeah. it was yeah, um, maybe just, a little just, like, more. Just push it, I guess. Yeah. Um, and if she didn't have the skills, she didn't know the skills. I don't mean yeah. to be so critical because she was in the top and yeah. well deserved because that was, was a really smart way of going about yeah. this challenge, honestly. It was. It was. And her runway look alone was enough to justify her, you know, being in the top because it was a very smart way to do LeMay, I thought. Yeah. So, absolutely. You know. And I, here's the thing too like, I better start seeing some styled hair coming out of that girl. I am not joking. Like we are, we are at the line, girl. Like you, you, like I mean, I know I did it on Camp on a Kiki, where I was like, I can wear these braids all day long in yeah. every look if I can, because they can't say nothing. But um, no, seriously, like, I, I, girl, I love you, but dang. <laughs> <laughs> this next episode she better not walk out with another shake and go <laughs> so Simone with uh, her hair that Coco absolutely hates no <laughs> um, I'm gonna get cancelled Simone with her, her lovely long uh, braids wins the lip sync <laughs> and the $5,000 tip <laughs> Donna's like so with that she wins <laughs> Coco's just ragging on her whatever girl <laughs> she's just hating on Candy Muse and Simone this episode Coco's out for blood oh gosh I just I I know that we submit this podcast to like uh, um, RPDR like groups and whatever and I know that they're going to leave us beautiful hate comments for the people that they love but honestly um, <laughs> like any publicity any publicity is good publicity <laughs> any publicity is good publicity great this is where we're going with this I'm like all timid and shy about being cancelled talking about my white guilt and Coco's like nope we're just gonna like steamroll ahead from the plantation everyone's gonna oh my god Every- <laughs> everyone is going to hate us no <laughs> oh, um, goodness. But uh yeah. Yeah. Speaking of fashion, what Don't, are you wearing tonight? <laughs> oh, no, I'll I'll go first. Okay. I actually thought about this. Okay. So cool. um <laughs> before I put it on. Yeah. So um I really wanted to take a step out of Candy Muse's very basic book she has and i wanted to wear a nighty mm. but instead of wearing a nighty i decided to wear pajamas and then the pajamas that i'm wearing um have no top specifically oh. i'm donald ducking it but in reverse because you remember a couple yeah. weeks ago i was donald ducking it yeah so now something. i'm just i'm just wearing black x's on my titties yeah. and um and then i'm just like wearing cute pajama bottoms that are like silk Definitely, yeah. It's, uh, no it's wig. Cute. Oh, no wig. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's something. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. A, it was. Thank you. It's cute. It's um. It's funny that you say that because my look is actually Candy Muse inspired as well. Um, I am specifically dressed up as the tail that she forgot to that red look. <laughs> Gosh, I love us. Um, I do too. <laughs> How do we feel like, um, yeah, let's talk about a little bit of predictions. Yes. Really quick. So um, so I kind of want to talk about who I see kind of being in the top. I okay. kind of I kind of really see Tina Burner making it really far because mm-hmm. of like the dynamic uh, uh, how dynamic they are as an entertainer. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do see that uh, like just shining through. I also see the same kind of stuff from Olivia Lux mm-hmm. as well because of 
that personality. But I also see Simone going really far. Same. I was going to say those three. I see a good storyline for each of them. I do too. Yeah. Because um, I think I said it earlier in this episode, and if not, I apologize. But Simone has the Bob syndrome where she could piss on that stage and they'd be like, ooh, God, she's just really peeing. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Because like, <laughs> yeah. she is. Like, she does that little head turn and she just... The charisma just comes out when she performs. Oh, and, she's so uh, southern. She's yeah. so southern yeah yeah <laughs> and she's beautiful like mm-hmm. that's the other thing too she's just gorgeous mm-hmm. um walking around with her nobody and her oiled legs to just show everybody that yeah. we will never look that pretty yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i love her to death i do too is it was really was that your projections too yeah it was it was those three i was like i see story arcs for those three people well then let's say who do we think is going to go home next thursday let's do that um, well, I think w- what the preview showed is that it's going to be the losing group of girls are going to have their own episode like this episode. Oh, so, so the, oh, the, then somebody probably would go home then on that next episode. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll see. I don't know if they're going to do that. Or, yeah, that's true because they're the losers. Yeah. So somebody really should probably go home. Like we can't just have a whole season <laughs> where no one goes home. <laughs> Gosh, like yeah, I was only booked for two and a no, half months. No, gosh, for the yeah, party. someone should go home since it's the lo- <laughs> yeah, it's the group of people that are yeah have the highest stakes. Um, the oh gosh, this makes me just sound terrible. Huh. Um, I because I forgot her name, but I know who I know who I would actually like not like to go home, but uh, so but I do know who I want to stay from that group. Like I want Rose to go a little bit further. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, I really see that. I actually want Utica to go a little bit further, but same. Like, I want to see put, looks. Put the package together a little yeah. bit better, I suppose. But, um, but in the group of three, who were those entertainers at, on the first episode? It was. Oh, um, so it was Elliot, um, Tina Burner, and Kamora uh, uh, Hall. Kamora Hall is yeah. who. I need more from now. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Because all I know about her is that she's a Bob Mackie Barbie. Yeah, and I, yeah, I, I need, and I know, yes, gorgeous. It's two episodes. Gorgeous, by the way. You know, where Bob Mackie? Like, is all of her fashion going to be Bob Mackie inspired? Or, I? yeah, you know, yeah. like, I'm I'm kind of wanting to see what else. Like, is, is that all she wears? Can she do, like, a dark look? Can she do something that is a little out of the box? Yeah I, yeah, I definitely want to see why they cast this person. That's mm-hmm. that's what I want to see. And it's not a read, listeners, or the fandom who's going to hate us for this episode. Yeah. It's more about, I just, we haven't seen much yet outside of a gorgeous outfit. And I believe they're going to do the day and night runways like they did for this group. So I'm interested to see what she chooses for night. That would actually be interesting if they did yeah. that. It, it would make for not as good TV, but mm. it would make it for fairness. Yeah. Because, like, you want to see something new every episode, and I know the people are new. Yeah. But, like, the themes and the challenges and the contests, you don't want to keep just repeating things. For sure. So, for sure. Um, like, apparently I'm a production person now. I'm just going <laughs> to tell you all about my life. You have all the answers. We have all the answers. Oh, yeah. also, we are happy to take criticism on our website at www.agemofasecretpodcast.com. Read us for filth. Read us for filth on our Instagram, on our Facebook Live page. <laughs> um, seriously, all the stuff that Donna checks. Read us oh for filth Oh my on gosh, that. yeah. Induce my anxiety. Please don't read us, actually. Be kind. <laughs> Be kind. Um, <laughs> she starts crying in this episode. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. I really do appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, we'll be back with an episode this Thursday 
for our regularly scheduled episodes. Yeah. And we, of course, are going to have more interviews coming up. We're not mm-hmm. going to give away who they are. But no. if you would like to listen to our last two episodes as of the release of this episode, we had Atlas and Katya, who we yes. interviewed. And those both went super well. And they were great, interesting interviews with drag- local drag entertainers. And sorry, drag entertainer. And what is Katya's title, really? I would say um, she's kind of like a party planner, but like party, for queer, queer party, queer event extraordinaire. Yeah, queer event extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with that. So make sure to listen to that episode because it was really good and it yeah. was really heartfelt with some good messages. Yeah. Thank you all for tuning in and we will see you later. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of A Gem of a Secret podcast. The hosts of A Gem of a Secret podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday. You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Gem Holiday at Coco Gem Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at The Touche Douche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is a-J-E-M of a secret podcast.com. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at a gem of a secret pod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye.